0: What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? Welcome to another edition of the Steelers Blitz here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Today on the Blitz, Moats and I got plenty to yap about uh, both in the National Football League and maybe bigger picture for football with uh, the NIL law going into effect today across college football. The Steelers have made an addition to the offensive line. Could other additions be coming? But you know we have to start today kind of the the topic we've been waiting to have here uh the retire i shouldn't say the retirement the release pardon me of big number 66 david DeCastro. what's that mean for the offensive line for guys like kevin dotson for the new additions of trey turner let's discuss here we go
1: this is the steelers blitz with wesley Euler and arthur moats on your 24 7 home of the black and gold snr
0: What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Thursday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, between the two of us. We've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest. What you should know by now is if you want to get involved with the show on this podcast, uh, overcast Thursday afternoon here in the Steel city you know where to get at us it is of course on the twitter.com at Wesley Euler at the body 52 da body what's up cousin hey- Talk to me about Tuesday, all right? I mean, I missed you on Tuesday, but you had Tuesday. a. Tuesday. You can't a even s- keep
1: up with what day of the week it is right now. <laughs> you Lord. had a Steeler.
0: That's how you know it's Sunday. I was about to say,
1: man, it's been so much going on. What day Is it we're, we're, it's a Thursday right now? <laughs> it is Thursday. So I'm not hosting today, is what you're telling you
0: me. You are not hosting today. Well, that's
1: very good to know because I was definitely in my mind thinking it was Tuesday, as you saw when I came in here. I gave you the quick rundown. Hey, yo, look, man. I don't know what you got, but I got this, this, and this. And
0: Listen, then it we can, hit. We like, can bounce you know back and forth on this thing it's today. It's not Tuesday; it's Thursday, we'll, baby. We'll co-host this thing. No, today, no, no, right? no, no,
1: no, 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 no. I need a day. I okay, need a day. Okay, okay. I need a day.
0: But Arthur Motes, on Tuesday, mm-hmm. you were at a Steelers youth football camp, I was, correct? I was. And I believe mm-hmm. first time since before the pandemic, Very true. since the precedent of times. Yes, Tell indeed, me about it. Man. How was it? What was it like getting
1: back out there? No, man, it was a blast, man. Um, you know, for me, first off, I love any of the you youth football camps, like. I don't want to coach just because of like the family requirements and I want to be more involved in my kids' lives, but I love being able to teach the game, being able to come back and especially at that younger age group, because for the football camps, the age groups typically are between 6 and 14, Sure. so you get those development years, and for me, I just love that because it's pure. They enjoy it, <laughs> and for it to be the first one back in person, oh, yeah. the energy was there. Obviously, I was a little skeptical because I'm like, man, how are people going to react to it? Are they still going to be a little Nervous sure, about it sure. Or are they gonna Come out there Have a good time What's the turnout Gonna be But it was a Packed house Man we were right up Was it uh, Tridelphia West okay. Virginia I had never been there uh, Oh you in uh, Yeah so it was Kind of cool man Being over there yeah. Checking out the uh, Facility it was beautiful Nice Man but awesome turnout. the kids Were there Had a blast I had a blast Got to rub shoulders With you know My other Steelers Alum and current players Guys like Kevin okay. Rader Obviously Charlie Batchin, The Wolfman himself oh, nice, Were in attendance nice. So anytime We get to link up the stories are flowing. The laughs are all forever. And it's just always a good time, man. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to our next ones that we have coming up as well, man. This it felt good though. That was like that. Heck yeah. This is this is a normal off season for me right here. Yeah. Steelers football camp season. Yep. This gets me geared up because now I know when we end this season, training camp, then real season. So like Ooh. I love this, man.
0: Starting to feel like the precedent of times once did, again. I, I did feel
1: old for a little while though while I was that? out there. A couple reasons. First off, um, we were doing the intros, and I went from – I remember when I had first got introduced, it was like, oh, and new signing of the Pittsburgh Steelers back in 2014, Arthur Motes. Then it was, oh, man, the the, the veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Arthur Motes. Then it was retired Pittsburgh Steelers, Arthur Motes. Now it's media broadcaster, Arthur oh. Motes. I was like, oh, God, I, I didn't transition to this many different titles. Ooh. And then it hit me again. I had a lady come up to me, right? And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm looking and she has this younger child with her. And I'm like, I really don't recognize this child here, right? But she's like, yeah, man, I wanted to tell you that my oldest, he came here for the past six years and has talked about how you've just been so developmental and, and, and you know impactful in him. And he's going on to high school now. And I'm just like, eh, mm-hmm. so you mean to tell me he was here when he was like six? <laughs> seven years old, huh?
0: That's And, and be... now he's in high school. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> thanks. That's yeah. always one of those. We're at that age now, right? Yeah. where It's like yeah. the, the kids that you knew back when you were in your twenties are now I wasn't uh, ready. all grown up. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. So yeah, yeah
1: he's in high, he's going to high school now. So, oh, like like ninth grade high school, like that, like big person high school. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. He's gonna be driving soon, is what Ooh, you're telling me.
0: Oh yeah, you got that permit coming. Yeah, dude. It's nice, man. But that's good. That's that's awesome. You were able to get back out there, uh, do a little giving back down in the beautiful yeah. state. Of it, West you, Virginia. you you did a little globe trotting as well, right? Oh, buddy, I am back to work, but still smelling like a vacation. Hey, that's the type of way it's supposed to be, man. Um, I talked about this a little bit on Tuesday um here on the program. I was looking to kill some time. Played some audio, killing some time. You know, the, those good things I do when I'm when I'm solo here. You, you're very diverse Blitz. in
1: your in your uh, show
0: creations. I like that. I'm respecting uh, so it. We, we, I got some questions on Twitter about it and, and things of that nature. But, yeah, dude, Colorado. Whew. My goodness. And I think, like, we just picked the perfect time a year to go as well. You know, like, late June, everything was still very fresh and green, and the mm-hmm. trails were nice. And, you know, like, it just – who Moti? I said this on Tuesday. Um, the most beautiful places I've been in this country are, are definitely Hawaii, Pittsburgh, and Rose. Pittsburgh and West Virginia. There we go. <laughs> the most, the most beautiful. God, Pittsburgh.
1: family, football. Pittsburgh. Y'all know how and, we do this thing.
0: Pittsburgh and Morgantown, <laughs> baby. The keys got nothing on us. Uh uh-uh, uh uh. The two most beautiful places I've been in this country are, without a doubt, Hawaii and uh, in Yellowstone National Park. Mm -hmm. But I tell you what, cousin, Colorado, everywhere you go, it's just beautiful. There's mountains. There's beautiful sights. It's clean. It's beautiful. Like I said, it was the perfect time of year in terms of just the weather and nature. Like, everything was fresh and in Mm -hmm. bloom and, you know, not completely uh, withered or brown from the summer heat yet. It was... Dude, it was, it was magnificent. We went to Garden of the Gods. We did Red nice. Rocks. Uh, we went to St. Mary's Glacier. I went to my first concert since 2019. What? Uh, Denver Orchestra. Okay. Sunday that we were there did jazz in the park at oh, outs, outdoors at city park in denver that is awesome so we bro. got a couple we billy jolted up you know we that got a couple bottles awesome. we got a couple bottles of, red, Bottle we of us, red we got us a baguette and some cheese gotta get a
1: baguette and
0: we went and listened to jazz in the park which i didn't realize until a few that's days a vibe, later was, bro
1: that's a that's a vibe was
0: yeah was was my first concert uh you know since 2019 so so yeah partner it was fun man welcome back to normal welcome back to normal which well it's nice though you know <laughs> I was talking about this uh, on the on the solo show on ESPN yesterday. Four day week this week, right? Because yeah. I, I traveled back from Colorado on Monday. So right, I was right, off okay. on Monday. Four day week this week, mm-hmm. four day week next week. Oh because Monday's a company holiday, July fifth for the fourth. Oh, okay, okay, We got a company holiday on Monday. Okay,
1: okay, okay, okay.
0: And then the following week I'm in Hilton Head at the beach. Whew, so I tell you what, Mozi, this. Is- this is a vibe. Is we're, living we're getting it in before training. We're getting it in before training camp partner.
1: Hey, you better believe it, man. That's <laughs> how it's gotta be, baby. That is how it has to be. <laughs> Man, I missed you, man. I ain't gonna lie. I, I missed you, man. You too. I All missed right. you, bro. That's, that's enough I'm of starting our, out there. I missed you, man. It's like
0: it's like Moats and I are just conversing, catching up with each other like we're not doing a show here. I, thought, you, was, I
1: thought we were still on the golf course. You know how we get. You know- it. I missed you. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry, everybody that's listening and hearing us banter about what he's been doing. I didn't get a chance to see him. That's right. I've been in and out. He's been in and out. Yep. We both have been on the road. So, yeah, this is our first time linking back up. So, forgive us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and let's get right into it here then, Motsi. Uh Just as I was stepping onto the plane Thursday afternoon mm-hmm. a week ago today to go to Colorado, mm-hmm. you and I were texting. I mean, literally, I'm, I'm boarding the plane and you and I are texting. You're boarding. I was doing my mental health wind down
1: on the back porch and yeah, it and got we're active. Both, we're both
0: like <laughs> Holy bleep, did this really happen? <laughs> and, of course, that was the Steelers announcement that came um, Tuesday afternoon yes. that David DeCastro was being released by the organization after nine years. Uh, Motsi, we've had some time now. You know, maybe the initial just surprise, right? Mm-hmm. It's been a week, and I didn't really talk about this too much on the show on Tuesday because I wanted to wait and have this conversation properly with you. Properly? Um, proper. All right. A, Gotta a, a make proper, it very proper. A proper conversation All right. about number All right, sixty-six. Chop. There we go, chap. Make it proper. Uh, what was what was your initial reaction, and now that it's it's kind of been a week, uh, just some thoughts on the departure. For the second time, right, yeah, man, no Pouncey. doubt. Let, let, let's let's Pouncey, get into this thing, baby. Pouncy first, now DeCastro. Yeah. Um, it is, it is certainly the the end of a chapter of what was a, a very successful I mean, group of Steelers. He's the last
1: linemen. of my linemen. Yeah. Think
0: about that, man. <laughs> yeah. That's that's
1: the last of that group right there. Now, that's B.J. Right. So, Finney was the young pup. Okay. And he's still technically on the roster right, right now. Right. But in terms of the guys, the the, the original Goonies up front, yeah. That, Villanueva,
0: that's, Foster, absolutely, DeCastro, Marcus Gilbert. Because we had gone. the
1: one year with uh, Beach. And then once yep. Beach left, that's when Al took over. So it was three years of Al being a part of that squad with those guys. So, yeah, man, it was initially my thoughts were wow, man. Not wow in the sense of I can't believe they would do this. Just wow in the sense of I didn't think they would actually do it. Because when we've talked about last year and his performance, we said, man, it wasn't up to standard. Right. At times, he was the weak link, regardless of injury or just deteriorating in his performance. We couldn't, we didn't know what it was. We just knew that it wasn't what we thought it should be. And we talked about the cap savings that they would have had if they released him earlier, right? We talked about that when it was the conversation of uh, DeCastro versus Vince versus Steven Nelson in terms of cap savings because of the salary cap at the time. It wasn't very friendly towards right, us. Right, right. But when we got through all of those periods and DeCastro's name never came up again, we were all under the assumption that, well, all right, they're just going to lock into this thing and he is who he is. We're going to hope that he returns the form mm-hmm. and that's that. Right. But we talked about this also in terms of him not being out there practicing, him not being available and seeing Ben out there. But yet hearing Coach Tomlin say that if it was an injury of significance, he would mention it. Right. Things weren't adding up. And I had talked about how, well, under you know, when I was here, every time Ben was out there, DeCastro was going to be out there. I said him, DeCastro, and Pouncy. They always practice together. So it wasn't adding up. So to see him get released and then they put in there NFI, which we know non football injury related, mm-hmm. and we're like, huh. So that does mean that he's not completely healthy. And then right the story that follows him telling about him having to have multiple ankle surgeries
0: and he might might have to have another one.
1: Now I'm just like, wow, this makes even more sense now. So initially, wow, because I didn't think that they would do it. But then after the fact, more so a confirmation of what we knew, what we were seeing and. Just, you know, following those tea leaves. Yeah. The tea leaves don't lie to you, man. You no, don't they have do you not. don't have to fabricate, you don't have to speculate. <laughs> if you follow the breadcrumbs though, you follow it, it'll get you where you need to be now.
0: It, it it's clearly something that has that DeCastro's been dealing with for the past year. Um I think we all felt that this past season. Um and I think we all were, you know, were a little concerned, rightfully so now in hindsight, um, when it came to OTAs and minicamp and him being there, but him not participating it obviously his absence alongside with Marquise Pouncey Al Villanueva Matt Filer all in the same off season up uh, for different reasons right retirement released um, signing released. other yeah. places now mozi, it's just chooks. One guy coming back from the starters last year, and we think he's going to be switching sides, anyways. Well, not even thinking. I mean, I mean, he he is switching sides. Bar, yeah, yeah, barring barring Absolutely. something unforeseen, he's going to be the Steelers' starting left tackle uh, at least in September when the meaningful games start. Man, that you combine that with a new offensive coordinator, with a new offensive line coach, new running back. That's that's a fair amount of turnover in the offense. I will say, though, Motsi, if it was going to happen, right, better this offseason than last offseason, where at least you have uh much more of a, a typical offseason and programs this time around.
1: In a sense, yes, but I just, for me, I'm still conflicted with it because what is the mindset this season? Is mm-hmm. this rebuild season? Huh. Is this reload nope. season? Or is this we're going to go and, and, you know, take another shot at this thing. That's that's what I think. I was under the impression that we're taking another shot at this thing. So that's why for me when we talk about was this the best time to do it, was this the best year, I'm just like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like it's, it you want to be low up. But we also talked about this throughout the offseason season as well, and we said at times it looked like they've had two messages. One is we're going all in. The other one is we're being cautious about this thing. We're not going to go too much in on it and i just personally felt that you can't be successful going halfway Sitting on in the fence. right yeah. like you, have, you either have to be the la rams where you are literally going all in or you have to be the pittsburgh steelers where we typically don't mess with anybody's other like anybody other uh, anybody else's players right. we only worry about our stuff right but to do it halfway i just feel like you get caught in that limbo and that's what this looks like right now Because when you look at the way the roster is, you look at the pieces that they currently have and don't have, and it just looks like it's not completely done the right way. I just – I'm not – ah, just makes me feel a little bit uneasy, baby.
0: No, it it, it certainly does because I think especially two modes – and this is no secret. You and I have been – what since May, mm-hmm. since April, having ha- since after the NFL draft, yes. we've we've been we've been having a lot of conversations about the offense, particularly the offensive line. Man, so much of the optimism there was predicated <laughs> upon David DiCastro returning mm-hmm. to form was was predicated on 66 looking more like he looked his first eight years with the Steelers mm-hmm. and not in that ninth season where are you at now on the on the optimism scale on the on the expectations for this offensive line as as you know we're just a few weeks away from training camp and and games will be right around the corner I think it's less than 70 days until the opener now yeah, uh, i'm in a,
1: I'm in a really weird space with our offensive line right now because it's not a lot of necessarily bad film out there on these guys right we haven't seen a ton of bad plays from chooks we haven't seen a ton of bad plays from banner we haven't seen a ton of bad plays from bj and we can go down the list right but at the same time we haven't seen a ton of good plays either we haven't seen a a ton of anything from them in terms of in stadium experience in stadium productivity right right chooks right now is the most veteran of the group, not counting Trey, because with Chooks, he's actually been here and started at least a full season. But when we talk about Dotson, Dotson, what, five, six starts? Mm-hmm. Zach, Banner, uh, yeah. Zach Banner, one start for two quarters? Yep. Kendrick Green, rookie. J.C. Hassanauer, couple starts. B.J. Finney, couple starts. So you can see just in there, it's not a lot. And now when we get to Trey – Trey brings a ton of experience, very reputable. Yes. But the flip side is he's coming off of a down season. Now, I'm not as alarmed about it because I'm banking on it being more injury-related. And when you talk about the soft tissue injuries, as we've highlighted, that part makes sense.
0: And he just turned 28 years old a couple weeks ago. He's still still relatively young. But my rebuttal to
1: that also is this. As much as I'm glad that Trey is here— in no way is Trey a better player than healthy DeCastro. Right. And that's
0: the thing. Well, no, there's not many guards in the NFL that are better players than healthy DeCastro. Now, and I say that to say this.
1: When we talked about the offensive line this year, we were under the premise that we were getting what? Not okay DeCastro. We were getting All healthy Castro or pro, pro pro, De cal- One
0: of the best five guards in football.
1: So if you have one of the best five guards in football, we feel a lot better about this offensive line. Heck yeah, we do. Now when you talk about not having a top five guard in football and you put him with this offensive line, doesn't feel as exciting. <laughs> and that's where I'm at right now. Because I'm like, yeah. I knew it was going to be a challenge with the was all. Pro DeCastro is going to be a challenge. But now you're taking him out of the equation. That's for me where I'm just like, I, I mean, I'm glad Trey is here, but I still feel like we, we need more work done now because we haven't fully – Replace yeah. what we needed to replace. Yeah, but what do you what do you feel about this offense line, man? Oh,
0: mm-hmm. Moats.
1: The the long pause, man. <laughs> that's 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 not a good sign when you got to have that long. Just
0: give me a second here. Let me. It's it's not a good sign. When... <laughs> it's not a good sign when people like you and I. Right. Uh, I'm not breaking any news here. People like Moats and I. Very rarely are we at a loss for words. Very rarely do we not know what to say. Very rarely do we not have a, you know, at least a a semi-solid opinion on a issue, on a topic, on a debate. With
1: with a sort of positive spin on
0: it as well. I, uh, if, if, Mm -hmm. (laughs) my only positive spin that I can put right now Mm -hmm. is that I, I think that they're at least a, a lateral unit to what we saw last year, but that's. That's me putting a positive spin on it.
1: Lateral to last year is a positive spin. It is a
0: positive spin. And
1: think about how we all felt about last year's offensive
0: and, line. And again, I Mozi, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Kendra Green comes out and kills it. I hope Zach Banner looks like the best right tackle in football. I hope that Trey Turner comes here and all of a sudden it was just a one-off goofy year last year with some injury And, and Chug
1: shows that he's a $100 million tackle. And Chuk million shows dollars, that he's a
0: $100 million tackle. And Kevin Dodson turns into that next great Steelers find. You know, fourth-round pick, later round, you know, the Steelers' history of later-round offensive linemen, undrafted offensive linemen. Dodson becomes that next guy. I I hope all that happens, Motsi, but realistically, maybe one or two of those things happens, right? Maybe Kendra Green has a solid rookie season. Maybe Chooks or Zach Banner really emerges. Maybe Dotson or Turner has a solid season. But it is just, it's predicated on a lot of what ifs and on a lot of, Unknown and, and that that filthy filthy p word that we always discuss. Oh, what word you talking about, player? Potential. Oh Lord, no, not that one. Oh no, <laughs> I just it, like I said, we have been we've been we've been taught. This is a Steelers show here, and from time to time, Motsi and I venture into some goofy topics, and we talk about other things, and we take your questions on food and movies and video games and all that stuff. But the, the thing that we have talked about most this offseason, since the draft particularly, since we stopped doing draft-centric coverage, it's been the offensive line and it's been the offense. It's been this offense under Mac Canada at the end of Ben Roethlisberger's tenure, now with Najee Harris needing to take a step forward. And so much of that conversation was centered around the offensive line like I said, so much of that potential optimism was centered around the return of form of the one veteran who was still on that offensive line, the one all pro guy who was still on that offensive line. And that was number 66, David DiCastro. And Mozi, we obviously wish the best for him. I would love to see him. You know, he, I, I don't think, has made a decision on his future yet um if he wants to get this surgery and try and rehab and play another couple seasons if he wants to retire after 9 years in the National Football League we obviously wish him all the best i would love to see him you know come back and, and be able to do it again at a high level like we've seen but man it in a question of off uh, in an off season full of questions particularly as it relates to the offense mozi and you look too now at just all the forget the defensive side of the football and steven nelson and mike hilton and bud dupree right mm-hmm. Look at the offensive side of the football. Like I said, four out of your five starters on offense gone. Marquise Pouncey, the just such a voice, such a presence in that locker room. David DiCastro, what those two have meant to Ben Roethlisberger. It, it, it is – it's a crazy situation. Uh, it really is. I mean, a lot of these guys, mozi they, they've they never even been to La Trobe. Mm-hmm. You know, and how quickly we go from having a, a veteran offensive line with a bunch of uh, pro bowls and all pros and, and maybe even some guys who could be future Hall of Famers – to now it just is it's it's it's, it's five question marks across the offense not saying that they're going to be bad you know what i mean not saying that right. it's, it's, it's uncertainty not, though it's, man it's un- it's it's five uncertainties on the offensive line and buddy in the national football league that's not that's not, not, good. That, that's not mm-hmm. the comfortable place you want to be in yeah
1: uncertainty in the nfl is never a good thing man when you have it In one of the most critical position groups. Now, when we say position groups, we're not talking about, like, just the individual guard position or center position because them as individuals, it's not as significant as quarterback, running back, DN, corner. Right. But them as a unit is one of the most important because they protect who? The most important person. Yep. On the team. Yep. The quarterback. So – when we talk about having five uncertainties, that is not cool. Now, we do, in the sense of, you know, being our Steelers, and, and we know that we always see it through a glass-half-full sure. perspective. Absolutely. Everything that you listed off, we forgot that we also have a new offensive line coach and Adrian Clem.
0: We do. Yeah, that's true.
1: So, That's a lot of moving parts. So, cars, when we man. talk
0: about development,
1: when we talk about the optimism, when we talk about, okay, this guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, and that guy, and him as well, we also got to factor in this new offensive line coach. Can he get this unit yeah. to respond? Yeah. Can he make these guys develop the way that they need to develop? Sean Sorette had this similar group, right? It's not a ton of new faces. Trey Turner is new. BJ Finney, he was here before, he's had Sean yeah, Sorette yeah. before. Trey he, Turner's yeah, yeah.
0: new. Kendrick Green's new. But, but it, outside uh, of that, a lot of the guys rest that of them around. guys, just filling your faces. Yeah.
1: So we're going to need Adrian Clem to do something that Sean Surrett couldn't do. While this also being mm-hmm. Adrian Clem's first go around at this thing, man, with all of this happening at the same time. So when we talk about the uncertainties, this is the biggest reason why we do get a little bit uneasy with it. But we do feel like, Certain players, we could project that they will play well. Like Kendrick Green. I mean, not Kendrick Green. Kevin Dotson, regardless of the reports about conditioning and things like that, we do feel like he is going to take that next step.
0: Yeah. We've yeah, seen enough about, from him. How do you feel about all that stuff that transpired over over the last few days?
1: Well, put it Did like you see this. his mirror
0: selfie that he posted? I, I did. Yes. I did. <laughs> actually,
1: I actually liked it too, man. I, I'll say this though, man. In, in all seriousness, right? In this business, this is the the – dicey part when it comes to breaking stories i'm sure dk had a valuable source and i'm sure that source probably heard it from somebody very important yeah but the thing is this man when you break a story if people don't vibe with what you're breaking it's not going to end well for you and as we've seen what that looks like now with Dotson, in terms of what was said about him them not being happy with his conditioning it's plenty of ways that that could go. Now, I don't feel like that is true. I do think that he's fine from a conditioning standpoint, but I also, I'm not going to be able to vouch for him until we see him in actual until we training, see him camp in training camp practice. Yeah. Because I always laugh with this, right? Here we go. You say, you say a guy's not in shape. He posts workout pictures. <laughs> okay, cool. So either it's a static photo of him, you know, Sean flexing cool or you have a two to three minute video of him doing some type of exercise Something right? in
0: the gym sweating but my thing is it. this yeah.
1: how long are actual workouts because and I say that because I've literally with my own eyes I've seen guys come in when they know the camera is going to be there for the workout. They get that little two-minute clip, post it to social media. Everybody goes crazy. Oh, this guy is ready for Best war. Best shape of his Best life, shape he's going to be an animal. We've never seen him come in like this before. We get to training camp, and that same dude is a bump. Like, all those abs, he didn't do anything. He just did enough for a pitcher, but <laughs> he didn't work that. on his game, you know? So that's why for me, anytime— He got beach muscles. Right, so that's why when, when when I saw the outrage from the report was everybody posting workout vids or—I'm or, just like— I don't care about any of that because I've seen plenty of that. You you want to see it? Just follow everybody on a roster right now. Undrafted guys, drafted guys, franchise players. Follow them all. Watch the ones that post their workouts on social media. They're always working out, right? They post the videos and then just watch them when training camp actually comes. And you'll be like, "Well, man, I thought this guy works out <laughs> every day, round the clock, twenty-four-seven. Why he breathing so hard? Oh, why he wait, not looking you mean good he right wasn't here? Just flexing why, oh, for the gram." Oh. So that was the other thing for me. So that's why I was like. I don't I, I don't think that DK was lying, but I also don't think Dotson is out of shape. But there's a difference between being in shape and being in football shape. Correct. I'm in shape right now. I could post a picture online right now with my shirt off, and people would say, yo, you need to come out of retirement. You can still do it. I am nowhere near football shape. I look good.
0: You do look good. I'm buff. You got a nice T-shirt on today. I, I, I'm
1: toned. I'm cut. <laughs> Wait, the, 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 the number on the scale is low. But I'm not in football shape, right? and that's all I'm saying. So regardless of who we want to believe or not, all these things could potentially be true at the same time. Dotson could look great, and for Adrian come he could have been like, well, I wanted him to gain a little bit more. So then he could technically not be happy with that, and that could be that. <laughs> not saying it's right or wrong, I'm just saying. Perspective, that's all. Everybody at that level works everybody man. at that level works hard. Everybody at that level works out. Like he's not he's not Albert Haynesworth, you know what I mean? But it's like, don't like chill out just a little bit.
0: <laughs> I, it's, it's funny, you maybe we, we gotta go to break here, but real quick anecdote for you before we do. Um, you know, my my first big boy job in this industry, I was I was uh, working for a hockey team in mm-hmm. Ohio. Uh there was a guy on our team. His name was Ryan Lomberg. He was the captain of the team. He now plays for the Calgary Flames. Yeah. He's, a, he's a winger for the Calgary Flames. Um, one time during off-season programs, right? And and these guys are all 18, 19, 20, 21 years. You know what I mean? They're, yeah, they're, they're at that, they're age that age where they're, they're yes. trying to talk to girls, and they're trying to look good on social media and all that stuff, right? I remember one time off-season training. Um, you know, there's there's just all kinds of stuff going. And the music's pumping and everyone's working out and, you know, getting after it. And a lot of the guys have their phones set up and they're mm-hmm. recording them. To, and Lomberg just kind of walks in, looks at all the guys with their phones out, shakes his head, and he goes... Everyone works hard. Hey, you guys aren't doing anything different than anybody else. Everyone works hard. Everyone you should, does You're it, just man. posting a video of it on Instagram. What's the matter with you guys? And I just, I always think about that. The captain coming down and being like, what, "What's the matter with you this guys? You're truth, not doing man. anything different than anybody else." But
1: but people swear by it, man. It, <laughs> and and it, I would also laugh because during my playing days, I wouldn't have never post. So if you're not posting a workout, uh, they all assume that you're not but working you're out. Nothing. Oh man, you need to be doing more work <laughs> or you need to get in the gym. Why are you are you out here with your family on vacation? You need to work out.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. You want to get involved with the conversation? Uh, thoughts on Dotson, Turner, DeCastro. You know where to get at us at our on Twitter, I should say. At, at our Twitter. At, at Twitter. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> at Wesley Euler at the Body52. At our the body. We will talk to in about a half an hour our buddy Brian Backo <laughs> from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Uh, when we come back here, big changes coming to college. Football I want to discuss with Arthur Motes. Also, speaking of changes, uh, could any other additions be coming to the Steelers roster still? We'll get into all of that on the other side. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNL.